Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Chat with Camille Show. Today, I have an extraordinarily special guest by the name of Vinny Pastivo. He is an Emmy Award-winning media advisor who helps clients leverage their media exposure, find fame, and make an impact. Vinny is the editor-in-chief of I Have a Podcast and is responsible for discovering and amplifying the voice of independent podcasters worldwide. And we have Vinny on the line right now. Hi, Vinny. <laughs> How are you? It's great to be here. <laughs> Thank you. It's such a pleasure to have you. I'm so, so very thankful. Um, I, I want to go the ahead. That you said the word responsibility. That really, <clears throat> that really, that really resonated with me. I love, I love that word responsibility of empowering these voices. It really is so true. I feel so called to it. So thank you for that shout out. Yes, you're very welcome. My pleasure. My first question to you is, what are three things anyone can do to increase their chances of getting discovered? Oh, sure. You're just going to jump right into the good stuff. I like this. Yes. Anyone can do to, to get this. The question is to get discovered? Yes. Is yes. that the question, Anything. right? Discoverability? Cool. All right. So yes. the first thing is, um, is like, let's just, let's just talk about that word discoverability for a second. I feel like, um, okay. you know, dis- discoverable means, means you were visible and something happened after that visibility happened, right? So you became visible, whether you were in a magazine article, a guest on a podcast, an actor on a TV show, a new student in a class, a new person at work. Um, you became visible, and then something has to happen after that visibility for discoverability to occur. And I, I think that there are many things that can happen after visibility that will lead to discoverability, but I think the number one thing that happens is share. If I, if, I, if, if I can share what I experienced with you from your visibility, that's going to lead to your discoverability. So here's a good example. I'll, I'll use a creative version and a non-creative version. A creative version is Michael Buble. Michael Buble, my mom thinks she like in, created fountain, like literally like a talent scout. Um, Michael Bublé, to, to, to kickstart and catapult his career, he did a brilliantly timed Christmas special, which allowed uh, a, young, a young person like him to, to sing songs in a traditionally sophisticated manner reserved for people of a different age caliber. So I want to point out ageism works both ways. But here, here, when someone young sings something the way we think Frank Sinatra, a crooner, you know, sort of sings, it's different. Yeah. So here's how we're able to utilize some of this information, you know. And, and what he was able to do by being in a family environment space on this Christmas special where he launched his career is he came out with an album. And he also came out with music videos and merch and merchandise, and all of that is stuff that we were able to share. My mom saw this special on TV. She ran to Kmart, Walmart, wherever you, probably Walmart. She, no, probably Kmart in Kansas. 
and she bought 15 of those albums, and we all got them in our stockings. So not only did he give her the opportunity, you know, a commerce opportunity to participate in his brand, but he gave her the opportunity to share. He gave my mom the opportunity to share a Christmas album that she loved so much that she can share with us. And that helped, in my opinion, helped him get discovered by thousands and millions and sort of that, 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 that rolling factor. So the act of sharing is pretty important. So that being said, and, and, and by the way, on the um, non-creative side, you know, the act of sharing is, um, I don't want to tell, I don't want to say whose job is not creative, by the way. Um, here's a creative, landscaping, landscaping is a creative job, you know, but landscaping yeah. You know, the way you might share maybe a photo, share a photo to your um, Instagram, that's going to help me if I'm a landscaper. You're sharing the results. You might share a five-star review. You might share – there might be some merch. There might be, you know, uh, Vinnie Potestivo's landscaping <laughs> on a hat, you know, that, that I would yeah. send to a client. And people say, yes. well, what's, what's a hat going to do? You know, what, what good is a hat going to do? And I would say, well, it's not the hat. It's the places where you can wear that hat. You know, if, you, if you're going to see, you know, um, a game, uh, a match, a concert locally, and you wear that hat, and chances are someone recognizes that name, now you have a shared experience, the ability to connect with somebody that you already have something in common with that you didn't know. That shared experience is important. So to answer your question, what are the three things anyone can do, you know, to get discovered? It's one yes. is, is to be more shareable, right? So it's, that's, that's one okay. thing that we can all do. That means make more content. It doesn't need, it doesn't need to be um, every single day. I'm not one of those people who's going to tell you what consistency looks like. Consistency can look like a lot of things. Most people understand it through the value of time. But there's a lot of yes. other ways to be consistent in branding <laughs> with our actions, more so with our words, you know. So being more shareable, that's something that people can do instantly that will help them get discovered. Um, winning awards mm. is something that people okay. can do. You know, we did it when we were in school, right? We won awards. Yes. We, won, we won awards based on academics, and we won awards based on our friend circles. And then in, at work, we win, you know, performance-based awards, best sales, most productive, you know, uh, most uh, largest amount of growth. Um, there's even mm-hmm. some fun, fun versions of you know. There's and then there, there's the, the social awards that still come in regards to uh, you know being successful. With thirty under thirty, forty under forty, fifty under fifty. These are awards that people <laughs> go out for and win. They yeah. go out for, it. and there's a list of those awards. Um, if you're looking for a list of awards that you might qualify for. Um, I have a hundred of them, over a hundred awards. So I, I think that people who wow. yes. have a podcast, a marketing, you know, all of them will qualify for it. And it's important to know how to win awards so you can leverage them. Winning awards is something okay. that that's something that anyone can do. And then the third thing, the third thing yes. that anyone, especially if you're a podcaster, and this one's specifically for you, Camille. Yes. Be on IMDb, the Internet Movie Database, imdb.com. Okay. It's, okay. o- it's owned by Amazon. And IMDb is usually where people go to see who, what producers work on the film, who was the director, who was the actor. And 
it's usually for TV and film. And a couple of years ago, Amazon made it so that we can upload our podcast as intellectual property and give, give and get credit. And that's something that isn't happening enough of, you know, especially if you're creating okay. podcasts, you're a host, you're yourself, you're the executive producer. There's so many, maybe someone helps you editing, maybe someone helps you designing, maybe no one helps you <laughs> with all of that, yeah. but you still did those jobs. Right. That's still your, those, those jobs are done. That credit is yours. And I point right. out the, the benefit of, of giving and getting credit on IMDb is two things. One, it's a, it's a data point that I don't believe Google or any other search engine will have on you. Most, most of us are not, we can say special thanks in our notes, in our podcast notes, but this is a way that I'm telling Google, I work with you on this podcast. It's a data point that's searchable. And if you, yeah. if you can't find it, you can't, you can't share it, right? So for me, it's all, it's all about sharing. So IMDB is a great place to go to give and get credit. Also, it's where you go to make sure the world knows that, that the creative world at least knows the creative awards that you're winning. So your guests, yeah. like my, my podcast is called I Have a Podcast, and I have guests from, from my past on it, the people that I've worked with, mm-hmm. right, whose careers I've impacted and have impacted mine. And so, so one of them is Mandy Moore. And and you might know who Mandy Moore is, or you can go to This Is Us on the NBC, you know, this NBC's This Is Us page, or or she was also the voice of Rapunzel on Tangled and Disney. And you go yes. to her page, and then you see what podcast she was on, and then when you look at her podcast, you'll see she was on mine. <clears throat> so it's yeah, not I did just, see that. Yeah, not just right. So it's a form of, of discoverability, and that's by the way free. That's no, I don't even have to pay for that. It's free. That's brand That's right. If you want to know yeah. how to do that, please come to my website, vpe.tv. Everything that I talk about, I have documented. Everything that I talk about, I have processes for and SOP. So I'm not just, I'm not just spewing out, you know, opportunities. But I want to make sure people understand how to use them, you know. I want you to win awards yeah. because people look for award-winning podcasts right now. And that's a way to stand out. And I, I'm helping people, to be honest, you want to know my secret? I like people who yes. win two awards so that they can be a multi-award winning podcast. But then, then <laughs> and, and there's so many awards. There's so many awards, and they're so meaningful, you know. Yes, and the best yeah, part about awards is that the best part about awards is not being up on stage and receiving the award, but the thank you speech. Yes. All the people who've been oh, yeah. you know, it's for them. That's what it's for. It's a message. People at the audience, that's when you watch these big shows, you know, the actors. People say, oh, I'll never be an actor. I'll never win for acting. But you win for a group. Um, you'll win for a group win, something that stands for something large. Even if you win for acting, something you think, you know, is a, is a solo project. Those people think a lot of people. There's a lot of people in that think these speeches for them. So those are three yeah. things. Winning awards. Right, will help you get discovered. Winning, get getting and giving credits will help you get discovered, and and, and also and just in terms of more visibility, think of the ways yeah. that you're helping share and be shared in the space. But that's actually that's actually part of our part of our problem isn't visibility. Most of us can be. Most of us are in the you know if we're in the room, so to speak. What is what are we doing huh? in the room that are we're giving people the ability to take with them out of the room? You know, 
Like, is it a saying? Is it a quote? Is it a feeling? For me, mm-hmm. it's usually a feeling. I, I am a, I'm an emotional creator. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I look more at creating relationships than I do at creating content. I like, I like content be the byproduct of creating a relationship. Um, but I, I have faith in, in creating content and seeing media do that. I know that it has the power to. I've been using media that way for 20 years. With reality TV, like I was casting and, and producing a lot of reality TV for 20 years, yes. um, and I've worked, I've been collaborating, you know, with with people, and I, it's just a wonderful, it's wonderful now in this world of podcasting where I can collaborate, and you own it, <laughs> Camille. Yeah, like the celebrities that I've worked with in the past, they don't own their shows, but you do, <laughs> and that's powerful. It's powerful what you can do with it. Uh huh. Yes, and then, thank you very much. And then what are the similarities between celebrity and personal brand? Oh, so many. It's so funny. You know, there's that, there's that, um, there's like a, there's a column in a, in a, in a magazine and says they're just like us, right? It's like you see Ben Affleck going to Starbucks or you would see uh, Jennifer Aniston taking the garbage out. You know, they're just like us. Um, We're all the same. Here, here, here's how we're similar. We all want to be discovered and be more visible. Many of us for different reasons, right? So I like to point out that I, I like to work with people who aren't looking for fame but are looking for leverage fame. Like I love working with, with people who happen to be creative and can have an output. That doesn't mean they need to be celebrities or creators. They can be founder-led businesses that are just also really good at communicating. Right? I love working with skincare because a lot of skincare industry is about saving the environment or having a cleaner, um, uh, uh, more transparent approach to skincare. And the, I, I strongly believe, well, <laughs> I'm 45. Of course, skincare is important to me now. <laughs> you know, so so as I get more interested in it, you know, and I find I find the companies that stand to be gluten free, paraben free, the companies that talk about being cold pressed. The comp- there's a a whole Socio component to to skincare that I really subscribe to, and and those and I so, so it's helping those people stand out and get discovered. And here's the thing: winning awards is not something that happens once in a lifetime. It happens once in a year. The Emmys, mm. the Tonys, the Oscars, the Grammys—they're every single year. So you don't have one shot to win an award as an actor. You have one shot a year to win a very specific award as an actor. And I like to point that out, bro. You know? And the coolest yeah. part about it is winning multiples, right? The multiples. Like the, the fact that, you know, may, maybe, you know, not all of us on this, on this planet are going to get to say that they've won an Emmy Award or they have, they have a Tony Award. But all of us yeah. should be able to say we're proud of our work, right? We're proud of our work. And we put it up for, for, for a jury to... Um, to collaborate and to judiciously evaluate and let me know how it connects with an audience. And and the thing about awards that are different is that there are some awards where, you know, like we know celebrity awards where they're kind of competing against each other, you know, five women up against best actress, five men up against best actor. And, and we, we understand like that, that part of the award ceremony of, of the award uh, industry, but in the content, 
industry, there are awards where um, the jury is giving your your episode or your series a grade based on um, criteria. So based on creative and copywriting and quality, like there'll be specific parameters. And I, I tend to be attracted to those types of awards um, that where I'm not competing against my peers, where we're all yes. competing to be the best. And um, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's a bunch of W3 awards, Telly awards, uh, the the um, communicator awards. I have a, a strong list of them on my website. But but that's 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 one of the things that I like to point out. Like celebrities are looking for for more visibility, and what they don't want is to be visible everywhere, right? Because then they're oversaturated. What we don't yeah. want is to be everywhere. We're, we don't want to be oversaturated. We want to be impactful. And that, that impact, for me, comes mm. in the form of sharing. So where celebrities okay. don't try to be everywhere all at once, what a celebrity will do is they'll be on Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon. They'll do one of those shows. They'll do a silly skit in that show that's going to get picked up and put on social media because that's the distribution. That's the sharing the sharing piece that I was talking about, the part that yeah. it's not about visibility. It's not about being a guest on a talk show. It's about people talking about you being a guest on that talk show and, and how you can yeah. be more shareable. Um, that's, the, that's the way to grow. That's the way to do it. And, that, and that, that really is uh, you know, our ability to win awards, um, our ability to give and get credit. You know, um, huh? We know Celine, Celine Dion had a big residency at a, um, at a casino where people knew that they can go to see her. And that residency yes. is something that we can all do. We don't have to, you know, we might not have a residency at a casino, but we can do it on LinkedIn Audio Live or a podcast or Clubhouse. We can tell people or on, on Instagram Live. We can tell people we'll be here every single day, every week, okay. every, t- every yes. level at this time. And that builds trust with your audience. And that's the reason why okay. celebrities, to do those, you know, and, and, and there's a great example of, of how similar they are, we are, the, our, our, our wants to be discovered, our need to control visibility, our ability in 2022, 2023, our ability to control our visibility, right? You, you used to, bad news, there's no, there's no, what, is it, what was that saying? They would say there's no, there's no bad, there's no such, there's no such thing as bad press. That's not true anymore. <laughs> That's not, yeah. Maybe back then it was not true, but now, now I don't need that for us to get my word out there to be more visible. There's so, yeah. so much more control, and that's something that we all have more control over now. Wow. Yes. And then I, the next. Thank you for for that. How do I pitch my story to mass media? And then I like to know um, why would I need mass media? being a podcaster. Yeah. So for example, one of the ways I pitch my podcast to mass media is I actually, when I, when I we talked about Mandy Moore a second ago. So when yeah. I was interviewing Mandy Moore and in our conversation, we were talking about like the types of jobs that we had on set and she'd never been a director. And I said, well, well, this is the last season of this is us. Like, are you going to, are you going to direct? Because it seems, Seems like everyone's directing over there, and it just seems like it would be a cool opportunity for you to try it out. If you were to, you know, if you were going to try being a director, it, would, it seems like it would be cool to get to direct with the people you trust the most that are being creative with you. And and she said, yeah, yeah. actually, she'd be really interested in doing that. 
What I was able to do then was talk to my contact at the New York Post. And I called up my contact at the New York Post, and I said, look, I had a conversation with Mandy Moore. She told me that she's going to direct an episode of This Is Us, and that's not out anywhere in the press yet. I think that that's pressworthy. I think that yeah. people are going to care that, that she's hosting, that she's, that she's directing, because it's, she's a lead, because of a lot of reasons, because she's a lead, because she's a woman, because she was a young female pop star, you know, in the late 90s, so people didn't think she was going to be successful, and here she is winning awards and, and shining, you know, so all of those reasons, yeah. are, they would love it. So then the New York Post was able to write an entire article. They used the soundbite from my podcast. Um, it drove thousands of listeners to my podcast, but more importantly, hundreds of other English and non-English speaking um, platforms, news and or blogs picked that item up and also wrote about it. So I had the New York Post write about me, and then I had hundreds of other platforms write about what the New York Post wrote about, which included links to my podcast. So there, there, I have visibility. I've created visibility, and the shareability is, is in the form of a podcast. The soundbite, by the way, so I literally would, like, in text, I wrote, like, in an email the quote that Mandy Moore said because that quote is what was shareable, and it also not only made the NewYorkPost.com but also uh, the Sunday paper, which is the most circulated paper, um, and I'm not, unfortunately, I just to throw this out there, I'm not saying I support the New York Post um, and, and in all of their endeavors. Um, as a New Yorker, mm-hmm. page six and some of that, that, that New York society has always for me bled through that, that page. But regardless, um, it's, it's the impact that I knew it could make. Um, yes. Maybe you're listening to, maybe you're watching the Today Show, GMA, or you know, you're watching a morning show and you sit and all of a sudden you're watching a clip and it says so-and-so was, was heard on a podcast talking about blah, blah, blah. This is why we <laughs> want to be pitching our podcast to public media and to mass media, right? So our stories can get out there. And, and to answer your question, so that's why. That's a, that you, you, you said how and why. So why is for those reasons, right, for leverage, for more visibility okay. of you, your brand, your, your, your message. How to get that mm-hmm. message out there is by positioning yourself as the source and not the story. I didn't reach out mm-hmm. to somebody at the New York Post that I didn't know. I spent years cultivating a relationship with many people who worked for New York Post because we have to keep in mind that, you know, people are people and they come and go at companies for one reason or another in and out of their control. So I've, I've always you know, constantly networking and evolving my Rolodex to make sure that socially I can be in the places where I want to be making impact, let alone um, corporately where I want to be. But it was a, a single person who over the years I've established myself as a valid source. They know who I am. We've met in real life many times. We have mm-hmm. mutual friends. Um, and and I, what I didn't do was expect this person to print what I asked because I pitched it. And I, even if I knew it was true, because as a mass media source, they have to prove that it's true. So when I pitched mm-hmm. this story idea about Mandy Moore saying it, I had to give, him in, give it to them in quotes. I had to put it in an email and send it to them via email with my name on it. I had to send them the audio clip of her saying it because this is, you know, there's, there's responsibility 
in claiming if you're, when, you're, when you're pitching to mass media, there's a responsibility in making sure this is accurate information. Yeah. And when I can be trusted as a source, <clears throat> when, when someone can say, oh, here comes Vinny, whatever he's going to say is honest and true, I know him, and what comes next, I can probably tell my boss as opposed to wait a week to figure out if this is real or true or fake or not, you know, whatever it is. By positioning myself mm-hmm. as the source, it allows me to be more impactful. Too many of us focus on the story. Hey, so-and-so, I've got this, and I'd like you to talk about it. And then they don't hear back from them. That's because everyone's saying that. My recommendation would say, hey, so-and-so, and by so-and-so, I mean maybe, maybe you see their name on the website. Maybe if you're watching this Today Show or GNA, Good Morning America, maybe you see their name at the end of the credits. And then you shoot them an email. You look up their email address. Well, maybe you shoot them a LinkedIn message, or there's lots of different ways that you can connect with them. I don't want to get into the semantics, but lots of different ways you can reach them once you know who they are. Yeah. And then when you do reach them, for me, I do the I do the two one two rule. It's like five steps for me. So when I'm ever introducing myself to somebody, and and I've been pitching and, and booking media for you know 25 years, but that doesn't mean that that I know everyone that I pitch to because. There's a lot of brand new people in my industry. So I'm, I'm still starting off on day one from scratch sometimes. So what I like to do is start off a letter by saying, here are two facts about me that already exist. That's cemented in concrete, whatever it is. These are two things I've already done. This is what I'm, and then this is what I'm doing now. If you have the time or are looking for cooperation, there's an opportunity for us immediately to connect on something so, so I don't want to speak figuratively. If you're a podcaster, you might say, I won this award and I've had this guest on my podcast in the past. I'm, I'm about to sit down with Camille and we're going to talk, we're going to have coffee chat and we're going to talk about X, Y, Z. Would you like <laughs> me to talk about anything that's important to you? So I'm giving them an yeah. opportunity to be part of something that's already going on. But here's the kicker. Yeah. And then you say, and in the future, I have, you know, for me, I, I use Podmatch. The, the, there's, oh my gosh, so many benefits to using Podmatch as a, as a podcast guest. But my favorite one is that I'm able to tell sponsors that I have podcast guest opportunities booked until next summer. That's just, wow. That's, yeah. I, I don't even, ha- I don't have to have a single follower. Oh my gosh. By the way, Camille, I never said that out loud before. I, I have to like I have to resonate this. And I just pick up my pen because this is powerful. How about this? Yeah. You do not need to have a single follower. You don't even have to have an episode of a podcast to be able to leverage the podcast space right now. I'm using Podmatch, something that connect a, a platform that connects podcast hosts and podcast guests. Um, Camille, you put your link in bio. Do you put your 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 Podmatch link here for people to click on it. Uh, you will. Did I put yeah, it? Yeah, we'll have them go to. So, if, yeah, if, if people people want to listen, if they want to join Podmatch and they'd like to join Podmatch and and hear what we're talking about, come go to go to Podmatch or vte.tv/podmatch. We'll take you straight okay. there. It's a great platform. But here's the thing: you do not need to have a podcast. You do not need to have followers for to be able to write a one sheet about yourself that says, as a podcast guest, I have these next X amount of guest spots over these few months. I can take that, I can take their audience numbers, their future growth, 
and turn oh, around wow. to brands and sponsors yeah. and say, That's... you know, um, I don't have a podcast, but I'm about to do 20 podcast guest spots over the next three months or four months. Um, I, mm-hmm. I try to do about 15. I try to do 15 podcast guest spots a week, by the way. Um, okay. I, I record my podcast. I spend six days a year recording my podcast. And then I spend 150 recording other people's podcasts. Um, wow. Okay. Yes, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, uh, and that's, yes. that's, that's I, I only have one minute. Um, excuse me, yeah. Vinny. I just have one minute. Yeah, like 90 seconds left. Um, of the show. Well, we, this was, <laughs> there's some real information in here. I'm so excited Absolutely. for this. Absolutely. Thank you. I just want to thank you so very much. And I hope I can have you on season three. This is season two we're in right now, um, or like yes. a part two when you have time. Um, I just love I have to time. have you back. I, okay. <laughs> Sign me up. Season three, season four, season five. Put my name on the list. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Everybody I heard that, it. didn't you? Thank you. All right. Thank yeah. you so much, Vinny. It's about okay. It Until... It's so much more rewarding. Okay. Thank you, Camille. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> okay. Hi everybody. Okay, we're um I just want you to know that I was just so thrilled to have Vinny here. He is so amazing as you can hear. And um he's gonna be back, thank goodness. And also, um I just want you guys to know that I will be back tomorrow. I mean no, later on today, I apologize. I have another guest coming on, a very special one. So please keep listening. Welcome, Japan. I see you guys. I want to do a shout out and uh, say goodbye for now. And thank you for tuning in for this very special episode with Vinny Postivo. And I will leave leave links in the description. Bye for now. Thank you. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.